from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 145 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on Saturday, September the 16th, 2023. I'm Warren Carr. I'm Austin Pinto. I'm John Dyer from Virginia. I'm Karin Kiwan from Lebanon. And this is Ali Kandos, the handsome one from Turkey. Great. We got the handsome one there. We got the... Lebanese Bell, we got the handsome boy, pretty boy, John in Virginia, and Austin Pinto. Uh, that boy refused to bring me my, uh, sa- uh, what's that thing, uh, Lassie? Austin, yeah, what's the deal Lassie. with la- the Lassie thing, man? <laughs> Duck gone, you bro. <laughs> yeah. You can, if you come to India, you can get all the Lassie you want. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to episode 145, guys. We are thankful that you've joined us today. And upcoming in this episode, we've got one UI continuation with our Samsung as we go through the different portions. And today we're looking at the app drawer. And for the second segment of the Android Basic, we'll be looking at the first QPR for Android 14. Of course, usually it comes around this time of year. But for some reason, of course, we don't have the official release yet. But so the QPR is preceding that. And that's what usually drops in December. This is going to be the beta. Then we have a tip of the week following the release of the images mode found in Lookout. We have a little tip of the week for you so you know how to go about using that new feature. John, let's start with you, man. What's going on with you? I'm doing good. It's been <laughs> it's been kind of a long week. I got just a little bit of sleep because we've transitioned our son from sleeping in a crib to sleeping in a bed. So he's fr- he's free to roam around the house, come in our bedroom at night as many times as he wants. So we're uh, just trying to get him to stay in his room. You know, it, it reminds me. Uh, of those times because uh, I had a nightmare that <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> I just want to sleep with you. You know, so <laughs> there you have uh-huh. it, man. Welcome or I have to, to the use the bathroom world. five yeah. more times. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing happens when you actually take them there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Austin Pinto, what's going on? So moment is raining. It was raining. Now it's back to hot. And the last time we were recording the podcast. Then India and Pakistan were playing, but then the rain came and washed up the match. The next day was the reserve day, so India-Pakistan played the next day, and we brutally blasted them out of Colombo. So, uh, win for India by 228 runs, and now India-Sri Lanka are playing in the final tomorrow for the Asia Cup, so I hope we lift that trophy too. All right, you are happy you blew Pakistan out. Oh. Yeah, we just brutally beat them in Colombo. Now, if you're in Pakistan, I feel your pain. I'm with you guys. Next time, we're going to kick the Indians out. All right? No, that is not going to happen anytime. 
<laughs> the pretty one, Lebanese Belle. Karine, what's up with you, my dear? Hello, everything's going well here. And uh, the good thing that we're starting to get moderate weather, which is great, instead of the heat that was before. And uh, yeah, things are going well. Wonderful. Samsung boy, Samsung boy, Samsung city. How are ya? Well, you know, being handsome is getting harder and harder each day. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I keep telling you, don't yeah. take that thing from my playbook where you get yeah. better every get better looking every day. It yeah. becomes a problem. The yeah, girls won't let problem. you be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the weather here is real, real nice. It's like 22, 23 degrees Celsius and super enjoying this weather. It's been like this throughout the week and it's going to be this way for the weekend, I guess. Wonderful. We're glad you guys are here. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. Up next is the announcement segment. And Austin, we got anything in store in the way of announcements? Yeah, this week we have got a substantial announcement where our listeners can leave voice messages and messages on our phone number. So you've got a phone number for the podcast now. So you can leave your message. And if you have any Android question or any comment suggestions, you can leave that. And there will be some of the questions will be played on the podcast and we can answer them. So the phone number is plus one It will also be in the show notes, but it might be in a little scrap. Scrabble format, so you need to rearrange them in normal phone language text. Thank you so much, Austin. And uh, we look forward to hearing your suggestions, comments, or questions. Just leave them on that voicemail if you can uh, send us an email or whatever. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Moving on, next we move to our basics. That's the Android Basics segment, and today we're looking at the App Store of the Samsung One UI. John brings us a preamble to that segment, and now here's John showing you that uh, interface. Hi. Today we're going to be continuing our exploration of Samsung's One UI. Last week Warren showed you the home screen and today I'm going to be showing you the app screen or app drawer and a few additional settings that go along with it. So I'm on the home screen now and in order to get to the app drawer, I'm going to swipe up with two fingers. App screen, page one of eight. Google folder, three notifications. And as you heard, it said... I'm on the app screen and I'm on page one of eight. And the way Samsung has this laid out is there are pages that you swipe through horizontally. So it's not a vertical list of all of your apps, but it is pages of all of your apps that you need to swipe from right to left to get through. So I'm going to do that. Page two of eight. As Visual you can see, 
Page 3 of 8. Bixby Vision. This is how you get through them. I'm going to go back to page 1. Page 1 of 8. Google Folder 3 Notifications. And the way Samsung has it set up by default, this is what they call the custom order. And so there's no sorting, automatic sorting at all. These are just randomly placed and each app is in a specific location and you can move it if you want to and it'll stay in the spot that you move it to. And they also have folders up here in front of all the apps. Microsoft folder. So the first few items Samsung folder are folders. And I'm going to show you how Microsoft fo Google folder three notifications. You can remove a folder if you don't want to use folders on your app screen. So you're going to long press Google edit box disabled. Three quick options. Edit folder name button. Select button. These are the options. Add to home button. Delete folder button. I'm going to delete it. Delete folder. The apps in this folder will still be available on the app screen. Cancel button. Delete button. I hit home. delete. Page 9 of 9. Maps. And as you can hear, it has put me on page 9, and that's because it took all of those apps that were in the Google folder and it dumped them at the end of my app drawer or apps screen. And the reason I showed you this is because, well, to show you how to delete folders, but also to show you where new apps go. So if you were to go to the Play Store and download a new app, it would just go on the last page of your app screen. And if that page was full, it would just add another page. Now I'm gonna go back to page one. Page eight of nine. Page 5 of 9, page 4 of 9, page 2 of 9, page 1 of... Okay, so I'm on page 1 now. I'm going to show you a way that you can create a folder. So the way Warren showed you last week, where you double tap and hold on an item and move it on top of another item to create a folder, you can only do that on the home screen, because if you double tap and hold an app here on the app screen, it's going to put you on the home screen, and then when you release your finger, it'll just put it in that spot on the home screen. So there are a couple of ways you can do this. The first being actions. So I'm going to put an app in focus. Gallery. And I'm going to bring up the actions menu because as of this recording, Samsung's version of TalkBack does not support actions as a reading control. If it did, which it will in the near future, you can just swipe up or down to get to the actions. But because... I can't do that right now. I'm going to bring up the actions menu with the gesture. You can also get to it from the talkback menu by default. Actions. Move item. As you can see, the first in the list is move item. I'm going to double tap that. Home. Move to Microsoft folder. So I can put it in a folder. Move to Samsung folder. Create folder with calculator. Or I can create a folder with any Create of these folder apps. with calendar. Create folder with camera. I'm just going to do it. Folder created. Camera. So now I'm in the folder. It doesn't have a name. Select folder color button. You can select the color. Add apps to folder button. Add additional apps here. Folder name, edit box. And rename it here. So just like you learned last week on the home screen, you can do all that same stuff here on the app screen. I'm going to back out. Folder closed. Microsoft folder. Now I'm going to show you how to change the order because a lot of people won't like this custom order that Samsung has by default. They just want their apps alphabetical. And 
In order to do that, you just find the more options near the top right. More options button. Pop-up window. Sort. And you hit sort. Pop-up window. Selected custom order. Custom order is selected, but we Not want... Not selected alphabetical order. Alphabetical, so I'm going to go there. Home. More options button. Let's see what we have now. Folder. That's the folder we added. Microsoft folder. These are the folders Samsung that folder. And then... At voice. Alphabetical. NB. Just how we want it. A Capla TTS voices. Now, because we cannot move the location of these apps now, that method I just showed you for creating folders is not going to work because there won't be an action for moving an item because it has to stay in place. So I'm going to show you the second way that you can create a folder. And I actually think this is a better way because you can select multiple items. So I'm just going to put something in focus. Audible. I'm going to long press it. Audible. Seven quick options for Audible. Let's see what we have. Widgets button. I'm swiping to the left. Uninstall button. Add to home button. Select button. Select. So when you hit select. Folder not selected. It'll put you in a selection mode where you can go through your app screen and choose all of the items you want to select. So I'm just going to select a few random things on different pages. Page two of nine. Contacts not selected. Contacts selected. Page three of nine. Calendar. Fire TV not selected. Fire TV selected. So that's enough. I have three things selected. And once you have everything selected that you want to create a folder, near the top right, create folder button. You'll have a create folder button. If I tap, tap that, it'll create a folder and put me in there. Just like I showed you earlier. And then from there, you can name the folder, change the color of the folder or add additional apps. But while I'm in this selection mode, I'm gonna show you the other option. So I said near the top right is create folder, but near the top left- Uninstall button. Is uninstall. So if you have a few apps that you want to uninstall all at the same time, this is how you can select them all at once and then hit uninstall. The only thing I will say is that it will confirm every app. So if you select 10 different apps you wanna uninstall and do it this way, it's going to ask you if you're sure on each of those 10 apps. So it's a bit of a process. If you want to clean house, as I like to call it, it's best to do that from the Play Store. And we recently showed you how to do that from the Play Store in our recent series on the Play Store. So if you're gonna be uninstalling a lot of things at once, I recommend doing it that way, but this is also an option. I'm gonna back out of this. Duplo World. And I'm just going to go to more options again near the top right. More options button. So we can explore some of these settings. Pop-up window. Sort. Settings. The second and last option is settings. Let's open it up. Home screen settings. Navigate up button. Home screen settings. Search button. Home screen layout. Home and app screens. So this first option, you can choose between home and app screens or just app screens. And what this will do is it will remove your home screen so that when you hit the home button, it just takes you directly to the app screen. This is sort of similar to how an iOS device is laid out. If you've ever used an iPhone, that's how they do it. So if you want to do it that way, you can here. Home screen grid, four times five. This is how many icons you want on your home screen. There are a few choices to choose from, not that many, but you can adjust the grid size. 
App screen grid, four times six. Same with the app screen. You can adjust how many apps you want to show per page. Folder grid, three times four. And same within folders. So those folders I just showed you how to create and that Warren showed you how to create last week, you can adjust how many fit per page of the folder. Add media page to home screen, Google Discover. So if you'll notice by default, there is a Google Discover page to the left of your home screen. So if you swipe right with two fingers, it'll take you there. Here you can choose to have Google's or Samsung's newsfeed there, or... On add media page to home screen, switch. You can just turn it off, which I like to do. So I'm turning off. it off. Next we have... Show app screen button on home screen, off, switch. Now what this will do, if you don't like the gesture of swiping up with two fingers to go to the app screen, you can have an actual button added to your home screen. So if I turn this on, that's what that will do. And it will put it to the very bottom right of your screen. So whatever icons you have on your dock, it will be the last icon all the way to the right on your dock. Lock home screen layout. Prevent items on the home screen from being removed or repositioned. Off. Switch. And I don't know why you want to do this, but if you want to prevent, I guess, accidental modifications of your home screen, you can lock it here. Add new apps to home screen. Off. Switch. And this is whether or not you want new apps that you install from the Play Store to go to the home screen automatically or just be added to the app drawer. Hide apps on home and app screens. Now here is where you can go to hide apps. And I've had to do this in a certain situations because Samsung will not let you disable some apps. And, you know, best case scenario in that situation is to just go here and hide the app from the app drawer so you'll never see it. It'll still be on your phone, but at least you won't have to see it. App icon badges show with number. This is whether you want icon badges to show or show with number or not show at all. On app icon badges, switch. Swipe down for notification panel. Open the notification panel by swiping down anywhere on the home screen. On switch. So this is just so you don't have to swipe from the very top if you don't want to. So just swiping anywhere on the screen with two fingers downward will bring up notifications. Rotate to landscape mode on switch. And this setting only applies if you don't have your screen rotation locked. And what it will do is it will rotate your home screen when you're holding your phone in landscape. And that's all the settings. It's a pretty simple launcher, but it is very customizable. So now I'm going to kick it back to the podcast crew for further discussion. Thank you so much, John, for that. Uh, preamble to this segment. And really, I like the Samsung One UI. I, I don't know, the more we, we get into it, the more I fall in love with the Samsung One UI. There's only one thing though, John, that I noticed that is missing there. And I don't know why Samsung hasn't done that. And what I'm talking about is that ability to have the keyboard pop up automatically once you jump into the uh, uh, you know, apps drawer. I thought that they will put it in the settings there when you tap on that more options on the top right, but uh, it's not there because like the OnePlus 10T that I demonstrated, it has it like that. You have to enable that if you want the keyboard to pop up automatically. So it is something that somehow Samsung just forgot about, or maybe it's not important. What do you think? I guess it's an extra step. 
you know, having to actually double tap on the search button to do it. I'm curious though, does, does the pixel launcher allow you to do that or not? Yeah, for the pixel, as soon as you bring up the app store, the keyboard pops up at the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I like that. You know, the older ones didn't do that, but then they updated it to where it becomes that way. I think as of Android 13, if uh, memory serves me right. Um, or it, it started actually, I think, with Android 12, but then they took it away in Android 13, uh, somewhere there, and then they brought it back. So, but I like that. But some other ones, like the OnePlus I just mentioned, you have to enable it in the settings um, so that every time you go in there, it pops up. So just a side topic there, because we were talking about the OnePlus 10T. OnePlus has launched a new launcher, a new version of the launcher that gives you a cleaner UI, the cleaner version of OxygenOS. So we need to take a look at that. Is that coming with uh, the Android 14 beta? Yeah, OxygenOS 14 beta. You know, really, I had wanted to keep my OnePlus 10T, but because it doesn't support you know, my network, so I, I just couldn't justify keeping it. So I, I had to send it back. Another thing that is worth mentioning here, John, that I really like is that when you are in that apps drawer of the Samsung One UI, that at the bottom, you'll see all of those pages. So if you don't want to swipe from right to left to get uh, you know, to the next page or to go back to the previous one, just like I showed in the home screen, uh, you still have those pages there at the bottom of that apps in whatever page you're on so you could just jump to whatever page you want say you have 10 pages there in your app store and you want to jump to page 10 or you want to jump to page uh, 7 or whatever you just tap the page number at the bottom and it'll take you to it yeah that's true and after a while you you kind of start to if you once you do it enough you kind of start to remember what page or close to what page each Part. Um, you know, depending on how you have it sorted, if it's alphabetical, you kind of know where to go to get to a certain yeah. place. Or, or if you, even if it's just like custom pages and you have it set up, you know, you know, if you've set it up yourself, you know what page to go to for specific things. I always use the finder to search for an app, you know, rather than going to pages, like writing the few letters of the app and I'm going to find that app. Yeah, exactly. Really, really working Much so faster. good. I, the Finder is so good that it even ser- lets you search within the shortcuts, within the settings, and even within the web. You know, it's it's really, uh, really good. Just like a search bar in the Windows. Yeah, so it's the same search that we have, you know, on the Pixel. But Samsung, of course, trying to be like uh, uh, Fruitvale, calls it uh, Finder, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is. But then another funny thing, though, is the one you mentioned in there, John, and that's in the settings, um, where you can actually uh, have have your home screen be like a fruit veil. <laughs> that's yeah, iOS yes. for you guys in <laughs> real Linder. <laughs> you know? And it's very interesting. You know, I've been playing with that. Or you can actually say, hide my apps. I don't want to see apps on uh, the home screen or on uh, on the apps drawer. That's a really interesting uh, tech. Samsung has some really interesting things going on. And I think in my mind, 
they're doing this to make sure that everybody is covered. If you like, uh, if you're coming from uh, iOS, you want to have things look the way that you used to have them, you could have them. Or if you want to hide things in their totality, go ahead, choose what suits you best. I like that approach. Yeah. And actually I've, believe it or not, I've used that setting before. I've So on my tablet, I don't really have many apps on there, maybe like less than 50 apps. So because, you know, I only do certain things on my tablet. So it was actually better for me just to have no home screen and just have the app screen and then just have everything there organized in folders and never even have to go into an app drawer. So, you know, (laughs) even though we make fun of it because it's the iOS way, in some cases, you know, you might want to do it that way. It's nice that it's an option. Exactly. And I think another one that's kind of gets the crown for me is the ability to organize folders there in the app store. It's something that is missing uh, from the Pixel launcher. And I kept, you know, hoping and hoping after hope that one of these days will have the ability, the capability of uh, having that, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and I forgot to mention it in the uh, demonstration, but those apps, those folders that you create on the app screen, if you also want them on your home screen, you can just add them to the home screen just as you would any app, and then you have it in both places. So you don't have to create it twice if you want it in both places. Beautiful. You're listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let's now move on to our second Android Basics segment, and let's talk about the QPR program. Google is dropping the QPR on the 18th of this month, and that's Monday. So by the time you're listening to this, if you're in India, it's probably already Monday there, or whatever the time it might be, but we just want to let people know that this is happening. And because of the mess that we have this year with Android 14, things got turned upside down. Everything got turned on its head. And so things are not in the order that they were supposed to be. And frankly, when I read this stuff, I kind of got dizzy. It didn't make sense to me. Um, We'll put a little URL in the show notes so you guys can read about it. But basically, the crux of the matter is this. On Monday, the 18th, Google is going to start the QPR program for Android 14. Usually, it happens this year or this time of year, and then the the drop, the first drop happens in December. But if you are interested in the beta, that is the QPR beta, you sign up in September. Now, usually... That happens after the final release of that particular version of Android. But of course, it didn't happen this year. We didn't see the final release of Android 14 um, in August. So the uh, QPR is coming on first before the final release. Now, here's what is getting me uh, dizzy or where I get a tizzy is the fact that if you don't, unenroll from the Android 14 beta 
and the QPR drops in on Monday, your system automatically gets it. You automatically get enrolled, even if you don't choose to enroll in the QPR program. Now, when the final release of Android 14 comes in October, and this is where it gets muddy for me, is that when you get it, uh, and if you want to not be part of that QPR program, your stuff is going to get wiped. So if you don't want your stuff to get wiped, you have to unenroll. And if you unenroll, then don't go back to Android 13. Well, so if you unenroll, then they're saying, do not take the Android 13 offer that says, okay, you can roll back because if you if you do uh, something would happen and you're not going to get whatever. I don't understand it. Uh, that's the part I read and I read again and again, and I didn't understand it at all. So it's so muddy. And frankly, I, I blame Google on this one. Uh, you guys, what do you think? It's just, I can make heads and tails out of it. That is the part that even I didn't understand because when there is a pending system update available for you of Android 13, and then how will you get another system update for Android 14 when the final version rolls out in October? The, you have to complete the pending update first, and then it will give you another update. My second comment is that whenever a major Android release has been released, our principle of telling our listeners has always been format your device when you update from, let's say, Android 13 to Android 14 or Android 12 to Android 13. So Google is doing this thing for you simpler where you, the only option is format your phone and get rid of the beta and whatever bugs they may have and start clean. So that is the two things that Google is doing and I don't know what they're going to do because the third thing that I also have is someone might be getting fed up at Google with so many betas. So the betas just continue with a different name of QPR. So the betas of Android 14, I think, still continue up to December. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> I think it makes sense there, Austin. So maybe Google, instead of saying, hey, here's uh, Android 14 beta 5.6, we're just going to call it QPR beta 1. <laughs> that That totally makes sense. But frankly... I don't know how this thing is going to be. It's a, it's a mess up. It's a total mess up. Well, it is Google. It's possible that maybe when they push this uh, Android 14 final out, uh, it will replace uh, the notification for your uh, update or rollback to Android 13. For me, though, personally, it doesn't make sense uh, or it doesn't matter to me because I always reformat my devices anyway. So uh, if I leave mine in there uh, for the QPR, I'll always, you know, um, get the, the update and just reformat my whatever if I want to go out of the uh, beta. But I, I always stay in the QPR program. So for me, it's not a problem. But if you are not the type that I've been wanting to be part of the QPR betas, then this is something to keep in mind. Even I stay in the QPR thing. And when you're when you have the policy on your system where the update downloads and installs at 2 a.m., I don't know how we are going to stop that from happening. Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks and more about Android.
And now to close the episode of the week, we got the tip of the week. And we're talking about the new images mode found in Google Lookout. Here is that tip of the week. Hi, for episode 145 tip of the week, this is demonstrating the new feature found in Lookout called Images Mode. This is not intended to demonstrate the Lookout app, rather simply demonstrating how to use the Images Mode. We got a couple ways of choosing your images. In other words, you could use your file browser, go grab a file that you'd like to share with Lookout, and then once you find the app that, or the image rather that you're after, then you long press it and choose the share and choose Lookout from the drop-down. The other method of doing it is, of course, directly from within the Lookout app itself. And once you tap on the mode selector found near the top left corner, then the sixth item at the bottom in the pop-up menu will be the images mode beta. You tap on that and then you choose select image or choose image and then go browse where it is located on your phone and it'll do the same thing. I am demonstrating this in the way of an older device, the Pixel 5a, and I'm on my home screen now and will move to the Lookout app and let's get started. Lookout. Here's Lookout, I tap. Lookout onboarding one of two. Welcome to Lookout, heading. The first thing we heard is the Lookout onboarding and there's a little video showing that, basically showing you how it works. And then below that, you can put your finger down and all the agreement stuff and all of that. Lookout uses your camera to read text, find objects, explore the world, and more. And below that? Narrate documents and personalize your reading experience. And? Describe your images in detail. All right. Next, button. And at the bottom there, we got next. We tap on that. Lookout onboarding two of two. And we got to the second page. And this is all the agreement and all of that. Your data. To improve Lookout, Google may log your usage data and device accessibility services. Your images are stored on your device. For better image recognition, images in Lookout are sent to Google for processing only. You can disable these features in account greater than settings. Safety. Lookout may misidentify things. Use caution and don't rely only on Lookout for info about your surroundings. The Google. Terms of service. Apply to the use of this app in the Google. Privacy policy. Describes how data is handled. I agree to let Google collect data about my usage of Lookout and accessibility services and send images to Google for the purposes of using and improving Lookout. And below there at the bottom, we've got a couple of buttons. We've got no and yes or something to that effect. Here's what I'm talking about. No thanks button. There's no thanks. And to the right of that. I agree. Button. I agree button. I'm going to tap on I, on I agree. Allow Lookout to take pictures and record video while using the app button. And of course, we've got to allow it. I'm going to tap on 
while using the app. Lookout text mode. And Select now mode. it's in the text Button. mode automatically. Now near the top, I'm going to describe the layout, although I said this is not uh, showing off. you the app in and of itself, but it makes sense to kind of talk a little bit about the layout because uh, the layout has changed, as you might have seen. So near the top left, we have the uh, select mode. And then to the right of that, we've got a language selector, then we have a help, and then we have your user account name. And then at the bottom, we've got the view, and then we got the recent tabs, two tabs at the bottom. That's all that we have. So now I'm going to uh, tap on that uh, selector mode near the top left corner. Lookout text mode. S select mode. UN menu. Lookout. Enlist. Six items. I tap on the selector mode and then in the pop-up at the bottom, like I said earlier, we have the images mode. Images beta. Six of six. And we tap here. Im download offline captions. Captions add more detail to image descriptions. Captions are only in English. You can download them later in settings. Out of list. And here we're being asked as to whether or not we would like to download the database for the images recognition and all of that. And you could choose not to do it now or download it now. And in the middle of the phone toward the right, we've got a couple buttons. The first one on the left. Not now. Is button. not now. And then to the right of that. Download is button. Download button. I'll tap here to download. Download started. Lookout. Lookout images mode. Downloading caption model 0%. Downloading caption model 58%. Download successful. Lookout. Select mode. Button. We finished downloading and we're back to the select mode. And as I indicated earlier at the bottom. Selected. View, We've tab, got a view and that's selected list, by default and to the right of it recents, is tab, the recent. So anything that I recognize recently would be found here. And when I close out of the app, it disappears. But right now, though, let's go ahead and do the thing that matters. And that's choosing an image. In the middle, we've got choose image button out of list. Choose image. And like I said, you could use it directly from here or go bring up your uh, file manager and go select an image that you would like to recognize. I took a little picture earlier today, so I'm going to tap on choose image. Recent. Show roots. And we could tap on show roots or tap on recent. I'm going to tap on recent. Recent images. Recent images. Recent media item details. Close details, one of six, in list, six items. Close. Analyzing image, out of list. Recent media item details. Details. Chair, armrest. Modified. September 15, 2023. Location. Moxie, Washington. Close details, button. And there we are, you know, it tells me that I got a little chair out there and tells me the location and all of that. And then it says close details. And that's on the top left corner. If I tap on this, it will turn me back to the screen where I need to choose an image. And then to the right of that, share. you got to share, you could share that image. Delete item. And Button. there's a delete item.
Now at the bottom are some interesting buttons. There's a couple row of buttons uh, toward the bottom below the description of the picture. I'll now show you what these buttons are. So the first row that we come to that is below the details here, at the bottom left there, the first item is type question. Type question. In other words, you could tap on this and then type in your question and it will give you more details about it. For example, if you type in what's the color or what was there behind the chair and all of that. To the right of that, we've got speak question button. Speak question, meaning you could tap here and use your words to ask it questions. And to the right of that, Choose image button. There's the choose image. I could tap here to choose a new image. The last row of buttons, starting from the bottom left. Change speech rate button. That has to do with the TTS speech uh, rate. And to the right of that. Previous button. There's the previous. And to the right of that is a checkbox that says play. And by default, it says not checked. If you tap on that, it will play or read out via the TTS readout. Not checked. Play. Checkbox. And to the right of that. Next. Button. Is the next button. And the last button on the bottom right. Reading tools settings. Button. Is the reading tools settings. Tapping on this simply takes you to where you could change the font. You could change the line spacing and all of that and colors and things like that. So it's more like visuals. And you can also find the TTS settings in here, I believe. All right, so though, let's try the speak question. Speak question button. I tap. Allow lookout to record audio while using the app button. And I'm being asked as to whether or not I'd like to allow lookout to record uh, audio. So I'll say, hey, while using the app. Recent media item details. In this picture, so it returns me back to that. I need to tap on that speak question again uh, now that the uh, microphone would be active. Speak question, but... What's the color of this chair? Back button. The chair is black. Now that we heard the response, Below that response in the middle of the phone, we've got a couple buttons, whether you like what you heard, that is telling you that the chair is black, or whether you don't like it, maybe it's a red chair, and it tells you it was black, then you can say, I didn't like that response. So we got a couple checkboxes from the left, we got not checked, dislike response, checkbox, dislike the response to the right of that, not checked. Like response, checkbox. Like response. Now, at the very bottom where we found those two rows of buttons, the last row, however, is gone. Here we don't have the play and next and all of that. Instead, we have an edit field. Type your question in English. Edit box. And out of you list. can type your question there and to the right of that. Speak question. It's a speak question, and the choose image is gone. Now, in order to find the choose image and the other buttons, like the play and all of that, we need to go back to the previous screen. But this time, though, I'm going to be staying right here and tap on speak question and ask it another question. What's the backdrop? 
The backdrop is a chair on the sidewalk. I'm going to ask it. Speak question. What was the color of the backdrop? The backdrop is white. All right. That's how you go about using the Lookout Images mode. What I wish, though, is that we could actually be able to take pictures directly from Lookout and get our description or image description right there. But it's something that I hope it will come one of these days. But other than that, it works decently. And thanks to Google for making this possible. And that's been your image description mode found in the Lookout. So there's my tip of the week, guys. Is there anything in here that you guys like about it or something you don't like about it and would like to comment about it? You actually mentioned it at the end um, in your demo, but I wish you could just take a picture within the app and instead of having to either go through your photos or take a picture, you know, because it's just some random thing I want described to me does not necessarily something I want saved on my phone, you know, and then automatically being uploaded to my Google file photos, you know, I have to go clean it out, that sort of thing. I just want to be able to snap the picture in the app and then go from there. And hopefully they'll add that in the future. So Lucas, uh, imaging processing and all the AI is really improving a lot. So one day I was holding some bottle of something, which I better not tell on the podcast what. And then I shared that photo with Lookout and then it read the label of the bottle, including Austin is holding this bottle. So it identified me. I don't know how it did that, but it's uh, processing is really improving. Okay. That bottle... Uh, okay, I leave it there, but I think I know what that bottle is. You yeah. knucklehead. <laughs> but yeah, really, though, I think it will be so cool if we could just point the camera once the lookout is running, and then it will tell us what we're seeing if I'm in the images mode and if I have. Uh, a shutter there to just take a picture of it, you know, so you have your little kid, uh, cute kitty out there. You want to take a picture of the kitty and you want to make sure it's in view and it tells you it's there. I think that would be nice. Another thing that I think would really make sense is uh, if somehow it could be tied to TalkBack so that, you know, when we have an image uh, description or whatever, we find something on there that we want to know what it is, it could just under the hood, you know, pass it to look out and we hear that um, result being announced within TalkBack. I think that would be fantastic instead of uh, doing all that stuff. I think if Lookout improves a little more, it can be used like an accessible camera. Yes, Google camera is accessible. It tells you that your face is in focus so much percent of the screen, but it does not tell you what is in focus in the background, other things. So if Lookout starts doing that and then it lets you click photos, that will be a nice option to have. Yeah, but you should pay attention to something, which is uh, the time that it should take to process what's in the view. So if you are holding your camera and it's, it will go to, like it will upload the thing to the, to the cloud and then it will be analyzed by the AI and after that it will tell you. So at that point, 
it's likely that you your hand maybe had shaken or it had moved or something. So whenever it told you, it tells you what's in the view, it may be another thing. So I think this needs um, like some more improvement in the speed of processing uh, to be able to have this feature. This is the first thing that I want to talk about. And the other thing is uh, the availability of this feature in all the countries. You know, here it's not available. And in many, many other countries, it's not available. So I think they should be quick and make it available everywhere because it's really exciting thing. And it's really having a big potential, but having it restricted to very few countries is not a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so I can see yeah. where you're coming from, uh, Karen, and especially, you know, regarding your first point, which you made, which is a valid point, is the fact that how long it takes it. But I think with the computational powers that we have today, that thing doesn't take too long. There's most especially the recognition process is really quick. So, it, But it'll take, if one is going to do this, then you got to realize that it'll take you a little bit of time to get it done. And of course, uh, those of us who are blind were used to, uh, you know, um, going the extra mile to get things done. So this will not be too much of a problem. But the second thing that you raised availability i think this is just a beta though it's not a, a final rollout yet so they're testing it in particular grounds like here in the u.s to see how it works and then it will roll out once it is stable but so it's just think of it like uh someone uh, entering a beta of some sort and that's what this is it's just like the google maps thing that they never got out of the beta you know the pedestrian thing and uh, was only here in the U.S. and Japan. I don't know if it finally got out, but this happens to be one of those. And I hope this doesn't become uh, the same thing as that Google Maps. Yeah, but they can say that uh, this is a beta. Use it at your own risk. Um, you are not like you are not recommended to use it. And then it's up to the person. You know, this is the point. Yeah, but uh, see, it's it's not something that you opt in. Too, but it's part of the the app. So, and that availability is only available in XYZ countries. So, it, it's it's a, a problem. Yeah, coming back to the camera point, if you want to use Lookout as a camera, then I think it, it should have on-device processing instead of uploading photos to places because that will reduce time, and uploading your photos to places will take time if you are doing it over 2G or very slow internet, then it will be a problem. Yeah, but this is why the uh, downloading of the uh, caption models is done so that you can even do things uh, offline. I've done things offline with it and it still works. So once you have those databases downloaded, you're good to go. Yeah, it even took me seconds. I mean, not even seconds. It just recognized that image that I shared with the app in like milliseconds and it told me, what was there in the image, including the label very clearly. Yeah, so in general, I think this is a good thing and I hope it rolls out to everybody in the by and by so that we can all enjoy the same thing and then I look forward to them improving it more and more.
all good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode. As always, our friend Austin standing by to give you information on how you can get hold of us. Austin, how do people get hold of us? To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Thank you for that information, Austin. And from me, it's goodbye till next week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.